you live the values, you can work as a coworker, you can work as a partner, you can work as a manager, you can basically be a leader at whatever position you might be. And that is very, very critical for us. Hi, I'm Murtaz Versi, and this is Engage, Relate, Perform, the show that helps leaders and organizations drive long-term results by fostering relationships and enhancing engagement. If you're looking to seriously improve your team's performance while impacting lives and succeeding at driving long-term results, then this is the show for you. It doesn't matter that you already have that dream title or simply curious about how far you can challenge yourself. I'll be giving you practical tips, relevant commentary, and valuable insights about how you can engage and utilize relationships with talent, community, and other stakeholders around you to achieve the best results and help them stick long-term. Get all the latest information at mutazaversi.com forward slash port. Once again, it's M-U-R. T-A-Z-A-V-E-R-S-I dot com forward slash pod. Hi, and thanks for tuning in again to Engage, Relate and Perform. Today, our guest is leading in the field with least expect taxation. I'm speaking to Lena Rotansi, the Group Chief Executive for RSM East Africa, a member of RSM, the Global Audit, accounting and advisory firm, presently ranked number six worldwide. With 25 years in the game, she's seen it all in audits and assurance services, having handled clients from banking to industrial and trading. Big, small, and medium. You name it, she's done. And she's giving an exclusive peek at what it takes to make compliance cool again, right after this. Really quickly, I want to give you an amazing opportunity to download my very free, very useful, very much for you, ebook titled Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture. It is a 90-day effective guide to get you inspired for your leadership journey daily. These are practical tips you can follow every day to guarantee you give and you get the best out of the existing relationships for long-term results. As I say, it takes 90 days to create a lifestyle. That's what culture means, a way of life. So if you want to do the work, but still enjoy the journey and above all, look forward to it day by day, then go to mutazaversi.com forward slash point and download your copy of Engage, Relate, Perform. 90 days to conscious leadership and sustainable performance. Leaders and leaders, welcome Lina Ratansi to the show. Lina, thanks for coming on. It's my pleasure. So let's get started. Leadership in an archaic and unforgiving world like taxation, at least as we perceive it, quite the opposite of the kind of leadership we know and embrace. Take us behind the scenes. When did the leadership bug bite you for the first time and bring us to where you are now? In tax, all that is lacking is leadership potential. To cut a long story short, um, when I was given the option between starting a retail arm in a bank uh, to cool off for two years because it was part of a listed bank and there were SEC requirements. They wanted me to eventually move to the finance function. And taking up this opportunity uh, with uh, the audit practice, I had to do a SWOT analysis and I kept going back to my why. Why mm. am I working? Why am I doing what I am doing? And I realized that it was not for money, but it was for my uh, passion in the profession, in helping the youth grow. Um, I was um, a bit stern with uh, my colleagues um, in the past 
because I always believe that uh, by giving them an opportunity and by pushing them hard, they could move to the next level. When I was given the opportunity to set up this firm, I was a little bit reluctant because I was going to move from the big four into a mid-tier firm. And of course, the key area of concern was quality. And the most important one was integrity. But uh, when I met with the partner, I was assured that uh, the reason why they actually had split from their previous firm as well was on grounds of integrity. That gave me a lot of comfort. At least we were talking the same talk. And I was hoping that we would be walking the talk as well. And 14 years later, I am happy that I made this decision to leading with integrity. I personally believe that any organization these youngsters join, if they see the values of those organizations, and if they see that the leaders are practicing those values, they would be able to adapt and say, these are the values that I want to also use in my day-to-day behavior, in my day-to-day work life as well. And one thing in our firm, what we have done is that we have our vision, mission, and value statement. One of the key values that we have is um, stewardship, integrity. Integrity is very, very important. And we define integrity as do the right thing. Mm. In a number of instances, we have lost clients. We have uh, lost business also, uh, where we have been asked to do things other than what our values have instilled in us. We've had to let go such uh, engagements. We've had to let go such clients as well. But I also believe that's, that's great because... Not many companies also uh, look at as uh, following uh, in value, their integrity as a value. They just say it, yet they don't follow it through. Uh, and you've gone through sure. as well as missing uh, business opportunities. But I'm sure also you've got a lot of companies who will not let go of you because of that integrity. And one very important thing that we do is that whenever we are uh, involved with uh, tax audits or tax disputes, The first thing we do is to analyze the case, uh, understand, um, is our client right or wrong? Where we see that our client has misunderstood the law or basically has erred, we encourage our clients to to basically pay the tax, uh, not to argue, not to dispute something that is payable. Sometimes it's, it's, it's very difficult from a financial perspective, but in the long run, it pays. And we encourage clients do the right thing. This is a tax that is uh, payable. But where we are aligned in terms of our values, the client says it is a painful exercise, but we want to go through the motion once and for all. And it's encouraging to see uh, more and more companies actually want to follow that route. Great, great. And I know uh, that's that's the whole uh, aspect just now of people moving into becoming more compliant because compliance is becoming quite an issue globally as well in terms of people trying to be ethical and uh, have run their business in an interior way. Uh, but also now coming to another point which is quite interesting for me particularly is about you talking, uh, having about starting up with seven and now having about 40 people in RSM. Uh, did I hear that correct? 
starting off with seven and now 40? Yeah, we're about 45 at present. 45. Yes. 45. Mm-hmm. Now, bringing that whole team, uh, and I know you have quite a number of youngsters, helping them understand leading with integrity, helping them understand what it means. And how is their reaction? How are they performing in that scenario of leading themselves leading with integrity? What's your observation and what's your take there about the youngsters? So, Murtaza, the key um, criteria when we are interviewing candidates um, is not their technical ability because the technical ability, one can always train people. Uh, Mm -hmm. One can teach the tax laws. One can teach them how to do the computation on the statutory uh, liabilities and the like. But the most important one is their background. Where do they come from? What are they passionate about? What values? So when we interview them, we ask them to talk, to tell us about their background, where they have come from, um, what what was their journey like, prodding um, questions to understand um, what kind of values have been instilled in them. Um, there are values such as being very hardworking. There are values of being honest, um, integrity. And sometimes, you know, we put in a scenario where we ask questions like, what if a client was to bribe you? What if you pick up an error or you pick up a fraud? How would you go about it? Mm-hmm. Their answer gives us some kind of inclination as to what kind of candidates we are going to have on board. So it tells us a lot about the numbers there, because if you're getting only seven out of, and you have to interview seven, that means the other 63, uh, is a lot of uh, question about integrity. It's, it's, it's not only integrity. We look at various factors, but the key one is integrity. And once we basically onboard them, the next thing is, to talk about our company's culture, to talk about our values, give them examples of what it is when we say we walk the talk, what we mean by do the right thing, all right? And we are very candid when we are discussing as well um, about, you know, any, any, any life scenario of something happens at a client premises and the client says, no, I want you to not add back this uh, expense. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And my team becomes quite persuasive, for lack of a better word, to ensure that, you know, we try to guide the clients to say, this is not an eligible expense. You might as well add it back. Where the client says, I'm willing to take the risk, it gets escalated. And then we discuss with the client as well. Now, you know, a few weeks ago, I called... uh... Uh, on, on my LinkedIn, uh, and I know you're a great follower of my LinkedIn, so thank you. Uh, and, and my website, mokazaversi.com. And, and you know, I said, do you consider co-workers as your friends? And 77% of them said yes. Uh, so when people think, you know, you're cool to be a friend in the office, just tell me, how do you see that uh, in, in, in your perspective? If you, if you have co-workers, you know that you're working as a team, in my perspective, gone are the days of, you know, I'm the boss and you do as you are being directed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are aligned in terms of your purpose, in terms of your values, 
it's very easy to understand where we are coming from. And when you're working in a, in a team environment with 45 people, um, for them to understand what it is that you are aspiring to do, if you're carrying the same values, it's relatively easy. And I feel, you know, with my coworkers, sometimes I may have gotten up from the wrong side of the bed, or I may have basically gotten into something that must have disappointed me or sometimes, you know, aggravated a situation. Um, when they see my reaction, they understand where I'm coming from. Uh, they know that, okay, here is a person who's extremely passionate about what she does. Um, you are empowering them, but you're also making them accountable. And it's a constant reminder, live the values. If you live the values, you can work as a coworker, you can work as a partner, you can work as a manager. You can basically be a leader at whatever position you might be. And that is very, very crit critical for us. To me, I mean, whether I'm, I'm talking to a supervisor, or I'm talking to a partner, my approach is the same. I am friendly. I am firm, but I try to be fair. I empower my team once I have given them the tools, but I hold them accountable as well. And it's an environment where people say, I know what I'm doing as long as I'm delivering, as long as I understand where I know I don't know something, somebody is available to help. It's a thriving environment. Love it. I love the triple F. It was, I am friendly, I am firm, and I am fun as well. Did I hear that right? Absolutely. When it's fun time, we can have fun. We but when it is fun. work, absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's, that's something for all our listeners. Now, globally, we're going to listen to this. I think the triple F and the other learning point, I think that I heard you very well say, is that when there is a mistake, go back to your vision, your values, and your mission. And that's exactly how they will understand what's the mistake and how they link it to that vision. Really great learning, I think, for the, uh, the leaders who are coming up into their, their, uh, their leadership journey. Now, this morning, just to come to an end to it, this morning I had another guest, and I know you know her uh, by the name of Santina Benson, the executive director of CEO Roundtable. And I asked her, I said, we have a next speaker. What would be a question to your next speaker? Who have you inspired in, in the last three months and how? That would be my question to the next guest. I would say every morning I ask myself, who am I going to inspire today? Who am I going to basically uh, experience share with today? I would say in the last three months, um, I have been successful in promoting a lady, a young lady, to a partner designate position at RSM. She is currently in charge of our audit portfolio. Um, I would say I have uh, inspired my outsourcing manager, who basically runs uh, the department almost independently, apart from certain uh, reviews or where I need to just go and do the marketing with him. Um, I would say, having done the Rising Woman Initiative, um, I am completely taken aback that that article has had 20,000 plus views so far on LinkedIn. And I would say I feel very, very honored. I feel very uh, humbled that people like Ruth Zaipuna 
who trained under me at uh, PwC uh, still believe that they were able to rise up through their careers um, by learning from me. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, and as far as um, it comes to making people comfortable, I think every day my, mo- my motto is, I'm here to serve my team. I'm here to help them grow. I'm here to basically help them to learn and cherish. At the same time, it's a competitive environment. So they have to learn how to be competitive as well. Um, they need to be professional at all times. And they need to basically be there to serve our clients with integrity. Awesome. I like that. Last question. Tell me. In 30 seconds, send out a broadcast message to the world on your core philosophy. Be it life, love, leadership, and I'm giving you 30 seconds for that. I would say live life to the fullest. Um, I don't believe in work-life balance, but uh, I believe in work-life harmony. To me, whether I'm at work or I'm uh, at home, uh, I'm at peace with myself. And I believe one should only do what they are passionate about in life. Uh, If you're aiming to work for the sake of just money, you might not go a long way. But if you're doing what is fun for you, what, what you have a purpose in, yeah, if you lead with purpose, then you're going to enjoy every step of the way. And that's what I believe in. Be happy, be loved, have a caring family, have the right values, and enjoy the journey, not the destination. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Lena Ratansi for you. Thank you. And tune next time to our Engage, Relate, Perform. Merci beaucoup. Thank you, Mutaja. You've been listening to Engage, Relate, Perform, hosted by me, Mutaja Bersi. Make sure you've subscribed to this show so you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to visit mutazaversi.com forward slash port to download all the resources, show notes, and all the freebies mentioned in this episode, including your copy of my highly effective ebook, Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture, plus extras just for subscribe. Once again, Go to mutazaversi.com forward slash pod and get everything you need. And we'll be back next week for more Engage, Relate, Perform.